I want to talk about film school. Now, there's a lot of people here who listen to this podcast that might be aspiring filmmakers. And, you know, the internet and all this shit, all the the pop culture wants us to believe that people like Chris Nolan and and everybody else are gods. But I'm going to tell you right now, the fact is, it's bullshit. We're all just people. And some people just uh, like the uh, grand allure, you know, the the whole like uh, Wizard of Oz, the wizard, the great Wizard of Oz. And you look, you see behind the curtain, you see that they're just regular people, really. So, filmmaking, I... I, my mother was uh, an NYU alumni. My mother, uh, we, we were on welfare when I was young, and she worked her way up uh, into successful uh, newspaper woman copy editor and very, ended up in various uh, newspapers. Like She started in TV Guide and ended up in the New York Times and... Uh, we moved around a lot when I was a kid. Like we, uh, San Francisco, it was San Francisco Chronicle. We, uh, I went to school in San Francisco during high school. We moved around a lot, but anyway, when time comes, uh, I had already filmed or I'd already worked on a movie. I was like 21 years old. I'd already worked on Toxic Avenger 4 for Trauma. Now I want to say right then and there that that film. Even though it was chaotic, and I'm surprised that it was even finished, uh, that film taught me a lot. That experience taught me a lot uh, about people working with people under stressful conditions and getting the the job done and what the job is. And that that's different though in a way than a normal production because we were doing like five different jobs each. It was chaotic, but. I learned a lot, and then I said after the fact that I would go to school. I'd go to film school. It would be a great experience. <laughs> I thought I'd follow in my mother's footsteps, go to NYU. And I, I, uh, I looked into their film program, and you know, I'm sitting in the office of the person who is the director of the film department. I'm sitting in the office and on the wall is a giant frame behind glass poster. It's, it's bigger than normal, like an IMAX size poster of Bud, uh, Chud to Bud the Chud. Now, some of you who like B-movies or are familiar with the IMDb Bottom 100 have heard of this film. It's the sequel to Chud, Cannibalistic Humanoid Underground Dwellers. The first one starred Daniel Hurd and, um, uh, who's the other guy anyway? Uh, but the second one is terrible. I mean, the first one's not that great, but I was sitting in there in the office and I'm like, what the fuck is that doing on the wall? And the secretary is like, shh, it's the director. <laughs> So, I figured it out. It's like Martin Scorsese, 
Francis Ford Coppola, all big names. They all went to NYU, graduates, and they, the department uses that esteem to get people to pay $65,000 a semester or whatever. And they're being trained by the guy who directed Chud 2. It's like, that's the contemporary reality. Mind you, this is 20 years ago. This is this is probably different now. I'm going to guess somebody else might be in there. But I don't know if that's such, you know, uh, compelling teaching of filmmaking that's going to really be practical. Or if you're going to end up working at Burger King. <laughs> Uh, so that's kind of where I was at when I was there, because I remember, I remember New York City. I had grown up there, and uh, at that time was the time when a lot of my friends from childhood and everybody idolized New York. Everybody wanted to move to New York. Everyone wanted to be part of the big city, be a New Yorker. And if you grow up there, you, you're kind of desensitized to that allure, to the New York, New York kind of thing, you know. Um, that when I got there, it was all kind of stripped raw. Uh, the, the little, the people trying to, to hit it big in film school to have this career or going to parties where, you know, there's a table full of, um, of chips and pretzels, but because everybody's so self-conscious and so nervous and so afraid of being appearing a certain way, appearing gluttonous, perhaps, that it goes untouched. And everybody just kind of stands around trying to look. It's like American Psycho. They, they, they're very self-conscious. They're trying to look chic. And we have vapid, phony conversations about art while other people in the bedroom are doing cocaine or something stupid. You know, like... Uh, and it's really bizarre to stand there and, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, there's a beautiful girl across from me. I'm standing there next to her. We're talking about art on the wall or something. I'm like, yeah, you know, what do you do or something? And we're just talking, have a drink. Oh, you do that? You do art? Yeah, I do. Oh, I just, I happen to have my slides right here in my pocket. Let's take a look. Like, Fuck. You know, like, it felt so, people were so eager to please, to find a connection. It's like, I happen to have my portfolio. I have my script right here. Like, let's, let's, I'll, I'll let you sit in the room and read it. You know, like, <laughs> it was just a lot of really phony, phony, uh, kind of like, not filled in connections, like, fake connections, people pretending there's a connection when you don't really know them at all. And uh, the other half was just people trying to get laid. I'm a filmmaker. I'm a filmmaker. I'm, I'm so hoity-toity and important. And they get laid, and they make some student film that they sink $50,000, $100,000 into that gets in some fucking tiny festival, and then they're never heard from again. So... The point is, and this is something I learned from Mr. Trent Hager on 
the set of Toxic Avenger 4. I was young and I didn't know what I was doing very much, but he did. And he was once in my shoes. There he was, you know, like assistant directing this movie. He had written this movie. It's his second movie. Now he's gone on to Hollywood. He's 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 he directed um, a number of films, uh, like that one about the the kids who fucked the corpse, and then they get like the they turn to zombies because they fucked the zombie or whatever. I can't even remember the name. You guys have seen it, I'm sure. Um, and he plays Killjoy. But he told me uh, he plays Killjoy in those Full Moon movies. He's a good guy. He's a nice guy. I haven't seen him in a long time. But what he said to me stands out. I remember sitting on standing on that set. And he was trying to like kind of rein in the chaos. And trying to focus to get shit done. And he said, you know, that college, he had been there too. He used to design web pages, he said. That's college's bullshit. If you're smart enough and you're driven enough and you teach yourself the professional language and you teach yourself how to do it at a professional level and you don't, you know, come, don't, don't, don't just wait until you've reached that level, you can do it. Anybody can do it because college is just a piece of paper to go out and immerse yourself in like what we're doing right now, making a movie, and that that is the most um, viable uh, experience that you can you can have, even at that low level. Even at, I was a PA, and because so many people left, we ended up doing all sorts of stuff that we shouldn't do, that we didn't know how to do, you know. Uh, like, uh, I don't even know. I ended up shooting part of that documentary that was cut up pretty heavily for that film and helping the special effects people or helping the prosthetics people or helping, you know, just, just we were spread very thin. So a lot of jobs. Uh, we were learning on the fly. And that's valuable that's valuable even though it was a hellish uh situation where we didn't know if the film was actually going to end up completed because it was that chaotic um i i think that if you can get through production like that or just a production you've got a notch under your belt you've got something but don't be one of those people who thinks their shit doesn't stink who thinks they're fucking hot shit i've met so many people who makes some fucking dumbass film, some some nicely shot film, whatever, and then they think they're fucking like God's gift, and they use it as an excuse to talk down to people, and they're not polite, and they're they're you know like people say I'm so real. Well, you know what? You don't have to rip people down, tear down their dreams, and tear them down. I'm not trying to tear down anybody's dreams by saying this. I'm trying to give you a realistic expectation of what, if you want to get your foot in the door, what to do. Become a PA, production assistant on a film. Get into being an extra on a set of a movie. Go to Central Casting in Los Angeles and sign up. You know, like start small and don't 
think that you're too good for anything. Don't be like, oh, you know, I, I, I need to be Scorsese. Because you'll end up, like I said, a fucking Burger King. And don't think that you can make phony relationships and move your way forward. I think that a lot of it is luck. It's not even about talent. Even though there's tons of talented people, there's people much more talented than, say, me out there with great, brilliant ideas that simply are not the nephew or the son of some movie executive. So to get, and that's, that's who they give these jobs to. So to get your foot in the door, uh, get a portfolio and start working on movies uh, because half of it is perception. People will say, oh, he worked on a Matrix film automatically. Boop. Even if you were in it for just a couple seconds, you're not going to speak. Or even if you're just on the set blocking off exits so nobody walks through a scene that's being shot, you'll meet people, you'll learn things. Um, and you'll see if you enjoy it or not. Because I remember um, there was a lot of people, uh, there's a lot of people, I'm able to go back to the Toxie 4 thing, they came on very excited about film, not knowing what they were getting themselves into. And half of them left because of the stress. Because that, that situation is not like a normal film set where it's like they shoot, you know, one scene uh, a day or something. You know, the turnover was high. The stress was high. People couldn't handle the pressure. And it's very different um, to be at home, to be almost like a an ambassador or critique than to actually get in and get your hands dirty. It's tough. Um, so, you know, be humble. Make friends. Be genuine. Uh, work hard. Uh, don't think anything is beneath you. But uh, other things, like don't demand lots of pay up front because you, people will... People will, people will automatically just put you into one category without seeing, you know, they'll just write you off. You know, keep your doors open, keep your options open, learn as much as you can. Don't go out prematurely. Don't go out uh, without really knowing what you're doing. Um, and really know if you want it or not know for real what you want because if you're if you're not uh, if you know if you're not if you're a, fil a film critic instead that's fine too but know your know your zone you know 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 what's good with you like i like to develop things i like to develop stories I like to tell stories, essentially. You know? Um, I'm not Mr. Director, man. I think that might be interesting. Uh, but, you know, I'm not Mr. Lighter Guy. I don't know anything about that. Like, I mean, I sort of do. I know what I've seen. But I'm not the pro at that. I'm not going to pretend that I'm the pro. I'm not going to pretend. There's no fucking gimmicks or games. We've got to strip ourselves raw... And try and be the best people that we can be to do the best job that we can do because we love what we do. 
you know, if we love it and we know it. And school is a paper, school is, uh, you know, uh, appearances. Oh, you went to Harvard, huh? I mean, what you'd probably learn at Harvard was just how to, you know, be a dick and, I don't know, do lots of drugs and be a date rapist. I have no fucking idea. I don't know. Sorry, Harvard people. Like, I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, everybody have a great day. Uva Ball is getting better. That's why there hasn't been an episode in a little bit. He's sick, but he's feeling better. Yay. So, um, so have a great day, and we'll see you next time.